high-sticking to breaking down the middle. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on, on Sports, Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the lowdown. Today's show, the Oilers have an 85% save percentage and a 39% goal share and aren't going to change a damn thing. Wait a minute. Yes, they are. Oh, oh, we have something to talk. Thank God, because I was getting tired of the same old thing. There is news, and I'll have it for you in two shakes of a lamb's tail. You can reach us at sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. We're available later on podcast. If you follow us on Twitter, we'll be tweeting it out later on today. Turn on the radio and all that. Text or call 1-833-401-1440. That's 1-833-401-1440. Reach us on Twitter at Low Tide and at Declan Kruger. It's U-E-G-E-R. I think. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. I've been in that showroom many times. They're good people. You'll like them and they'll take care of you. Our guest today, Bagged Milk from Oilers Nation. Mark Goan, Bills writer for the Buffalo News. We'll talk about the Bills. And then Molly Walker from the New York Post to talk New York Rangers. These two teams, franchises, are, are together forever. And the Oilers won their first Stanley in 84. Pat Conacher, former Ranger, was on the team. And then in 1994, when the New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup, everybody referred to it as Oilers East because there were seven guys. Messier, Graves, Lowe, Anderson, Tikkanen, Bukaboom, McTavish. Might have forgotten one or two. I mean, honest to God, the Messier trade basically guaranteed the Stanley. It's true. Wasn't that long ago. I still remember that. So the news today, I'm going to read Daniel Nugent Bowman's tweet of uh, 1127, so about a half an hour ago. He says, it sounds like Oilers captain Connor McDavid skated on his own this morning. No update from Jay Woodcroft about his status for Sunday's Heritage Classic. The coach said he'd have an update after tonight's game. Isn't that sort of, you know, like, wait till your father goes home, gets home? I, I think it kind of is a little bit. Like, I've got news. I'm not sharing it now. Dad's going to share it with you. <laughs> with you. Did, did you have that, Declan? Did you have the, the dad coming home thing? Um, A little bit. A little bit. Not too, too much. Okay. All right. Was that not a not you? You sound pretty well, disappointed just, already. Uh, We're three minutes into the show, and you already sound like I can be doing better over here. Sometimes you wish I'd give you a little bit more. Well, I just th- this is radio. Nobody really knows, and I don't want you to throw your dad under the or your mom. You know, my mom would be the one who would be be doing that if anything. Was your mom the disciplinarian? She was just a yeller. She was just a yeller, <laughs> and she didn't. Uh, she did, she had tunnel vision on a lot of things. I've told her this to her wow. face. Listen, I love my mom. So I said I didn't want you to throw either under the bus, and you immediately lift the bus up, slam mom down, and then clunk. Yeah, I got I got everyone in the traffic jam to put my mom under. Uh, wow. Listen, I love I love my mom, of course. Who doesn't love their mom? But she was uh, sh- strict and like n- unreasonable in a word is how wow. I would describe her. So she was she was the one who would come home finger wagging, couldn't talk to her, not a, not an ounce of reason in that body for the first uh, 18 years of my life. She's cool now though. Love her, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go home. The show is over. We can't do better than that. Well, I can't go and, home after what I just said about my mom. In less than 90 seconds you you flattened the earth. Wow. 
I can't wait till you get your own show. I mean, I can, <laughs> but it'll it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, also, Jason Greger tweeting out that there is a change in the lineup, and this is breaking news uh, because of the hilarity of Kruger just a minute ago. It doesn't seem as effective, but it's very important. Jason has Broberg playing with Ekholm and Bouchard with Kulak. So here's what that means, just so you know. Evan Bouchard is overwhelmed. It happens. You've seen it before. Paul Coffey, Tom Pody, Justin Schultz, now Evan Bouchard. Talented guys. Look, they're going to have long careers. They're absolutely going to have long careers. Paul Coffey's in the Hall of Fame. But when young defensemen who are gifted offensively start to struggle and the chaos leaks into their game a little more, they can derail a club for, you know, some time. And Bouchard's underlying numbers, the analytics, the fancy stats, the puck IQ stuff, they're pretty good. He's over 50%. However, single events in a game can have great importance while also being single events. And that the poster child for that, or the poster old man for that, is Evan Bouchard this year. So smart by Jay Woodcroft. I'm so pleased because he wasn't doing a lot, and this is one thing he could do, and he did it. I'm... I'm I'm pleased for Jay Woodcroft. I, I have a little renewed faith in what he's doing over there. And they could have done this a while ago, but maybe he felt like Ekholm wasn't healthy enough. I'm not sure. You can't, you know, this show doesn't necessarily give you our opinion. It gives you what we think the coach or the GM might be thinking along with. And this shows me that Woodcroft did have that that bullet in the chamber. He just didn't choose to use it until today. He has one other... And that's Dylan Holloway moving up. He's not using that. Dreisaitl with Kane and Yanmark. Nuge with Fogel and Hyman. McLeod with Holloway and Brown. And then Adam Ernie and Derek Ryan are the extras. So just that one tweak, Stuart Skinner starts. And things I'll be looking for aside from that. Bouchard on the third pair, check mark. Philip Broberg, second pair, check mark. Dylan Holloway on a feature line, no. However, fewer penalties and a better penalty kill, Stuart Skinner will be a big part of that. That's what they need. What the Oilers need right now is Stuart Skinner to be superhero. Last year he did it. He saved them. This year they're trying to figure out zone defense, and it's not going well. It's like if you start on a journey. Um, have you ever tried to, to learn any part of a new language as an adult? Any part, like any, just to be able to say six sentences as you go to a new country. Yeah, no, I haven't, uh, but I have this dream of being fluent in every language where I really only say two sentences. One is like a fully coherent sentence, no. um, you know, great, great, whatever it may be. And then when when a native person of that uh, area asked me, oh, you speak this language, my follow-up sentence would be, no, just that sentence and this one explaining it. Yeah. And that would be all I learned. I think that'd be a great thing to do. I learned Keskase from the talking heads, and I use that as much as I can. And my favorite one of these types of things, it's not a, it, 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 I don't know if you watch Friends, but it, Joey pretends that he's an expert or he can speak several languages and he's, he's a, I think he's an acting coach. And so he gets a job opportunity and he goes and they say, we need you to speak French or whatever. And he just makes up the words. That's me. Yes, I speak French. That's, that's the way I would go. I would just make it up. And you, you, you know, you should just be thankful I speak English because even that, it could go away at any minute. Hall of Fame game. 
Doug Waite. What do we say about Doug Waite? Most memorable Doug Waite moments. Well, there was a time he got 100 points on a team that wasn't very good. Uh, although they were, the, he was better than they were, but they were good. Let's put it that way. There was a time he got so mad at uh, Brad Marchment that he got kicked out of the game. Oh, he was mad. And there was a time he won the Stanley Cup with Carolina Hurricanes in 06. But mostly we remember Doug Waite extremely fondly. Extremely fondly. We really do. He was a wonderful player. Charlie Huddy also going out. Huddy is one of, he, he's, um, McCurdy always says this, and he's right. He says, Charlie Huddy's the best free agent signing in the history of the orders. Now, I would argue Zach Hyman has passed him, but the point is well taken. Charlie Huddy was undrafted, and they, the Edmonton Oilers signed him just to, a, you know, an NHL deal, but he went immediately he took a, a, a token on the Reading Railroad, and he went immediately to the CHL, and not even the AHL, went to the Central League, and he found his way. Huddy was a very good two-way defenseman. He, was, he could slow the game down, had a good shot from the point, good coverage defenseman. They, they, they might call him a complimentary player now. I would never have called him that. I think he was a bona fide NHL top four defenseman, and... Uh, he was he was wonderful. I I really enjoyed his career here, and I was disappointed when he left. I think he went to Minnesota, and the television cameras would have been, I believe, CTV caught him in his backyard being very upset. <laughs> he didn't want to go. I don't blame him. So those are two great names going up tonight. I want to talk today a little bit. If you would, if you would do me the favor of texting us at one 401 I want to talk about who you feel angry at and who I feel sorry for, okay? And it goes like this. You're mad at Dustin Schwartz, real mad. Now, I have defended Dustin Schwartz in saying how on earth would any of us know, any of us know how good or bad he is. We don't know. You have no idea about his life. And yet we, we've glommed onto him only because he's been here a long time. That's why. That's the reason. Well, he's been here a long time and we haven't won. So what? Stuart Skinner was the Calder Trophy candidate last year. Luck, I tell you, luck. So we make up these rage points and then we carry them through and hammer them until they happen. And then what do we do? We brag about it. Ah ha! Right all along. And I don't care about any of that. I do call out anybody who says Dustin Schwartz is the problem because how would you know? Seriously, it's the easy call out in the world. That said, the person I feel sorry for is the guy who follows Dustin Schwartz. Because if you think the goaltending consultant or the goalie coach can suddenly... Okay, Arvid, here's what you're doing wrong. You're wearing your pads backwards. Get real. Get real. I think a lot of goaltending coach and support stuff is like, don't let that bother you. Here's what you did wrong. You got to hug the post. You know, did you follow the puck? What was wrong? Were you thinking about a, you know, maybe a wedding present for your buddy like Nuke Lelouch, right? I, I, I just don't understand the rage about Dustin Schwartz, but it's back today. Dustin Schwartz was my grade seven science teacher. No! <laughs> 
He was. Yep. Why have you been holding on to this for so long? Well, you were rambling. You were going. I, I never had no, a chance to I, get it. I, know I have it's been talked about before. him before, and you did not say that, No, sir. I know. It's been brought up before, and I told Connor, and he was like, you should you should really mention that on air. But yeah, at Vimy Ridge Academy, he was obviously there. Do you know the, what we do here, sir? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm getting around to it. A little late, but uh, but uh, worth the wait. No, he was, uh, yeah, Vimy Ridge Academy. He was the one of the coaches in the hockey program, and I guess they said, yeah, go teach grade seven science while you got to fill up some time. And he was a great guy. He was, he was always nice to me, obviously. Very, very passionate about hockey. That obviously came first to him. Science kind of fell by the wayside. But, yeah, he was uh, he was my grade seven science teacher. <laughs> yes. what, what do we do here? We entertain. Yeah. yeah. So so you're holding on to the one guy who is being singularly just pointed out a spotlight on him and gets hammered with a wrench every day on this show. And you're like, ah, maybe I'll mention it. Maybe I won't. <laughs> in, in, in hindsight, I probably should have came to his defense and uh, dropped this news earlier. But, you know, it, it makes for it makes for a good spot now. We got some we got something to go for you next can six say, You here. can color this and cave it all you want. You, uh, I will not forget this, sir. It's good. I hope you don't. It, it, it's a great piece of info. No, I don't want to forget that you held on to it for six weeks. Oh, you can forget that. Wow. Shane Pinto, 41 games suspended betting. Here's why the NHL suspended him for 41 games. They had to. It's the credibility of the league. Here's why it looks stupid, because every second thing is a is a gambling ad. But they had to do it. They just had to. Look, the gambling and gambling advertisement is now feeding the cap and feeding everything else. So you can't deny it. You can't pull back from it. But you sure as hell can't have players betting on anything. So they had to do it. I feel bad for Shane Pinto. I don't think he's a bad guy, but he'll be known for that for the rest of his life. World Series, who do you got? I I can't lie. My interest level went down. Listen, I think it's very cool the Diamondbacks are there. And I think it's very cool that every team that beat Milwaukee in the playoffs uh, has made the World Series. I think that's a cool storyline. But I I really wanted to see Bryce Harper get it done. I, I guess... I guess I'll go with Arizona just because they seem like such a nothing franchise. It would be nice to see them win the so big you're, one. But you're you're calling Arizona nothing franchise. They've won a World Series. They have. They yeah, have. But Texas I mean, you know, not won a World you know, they're, they're selling tickets for nine bucks in the uh, in the ALCS with Bryce Harper on the other team. That's that's never a good sign. Listen, I like them. I'm rooting for them. I'd like to see them get it done. But the interest level has gone down a little bit since uh, since Bryce has been out. All right. Thursday night football. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I just think the Bills need to they they need to prove it a little bit. They there's they're four and three. They're four and three. Yeah. If and they lose tonight, anybody in trouble? No, right. no, no. I don't think so. They really the, could be three and four. I mean, that Giants win was what uh, happened you, to Allen? He was like you know super overlord, almost winning everything. The thing I've said, the thing with Allen, and I've said this before, is that you live and die by the chaos, and you're okay with that because the alternative, what we had for so many years with J.P. Lossman and Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman and Ryan Fitzpatrick, was not a fun time. It was not a fun time. But now it's 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 shifted where this chaos isn't even controlled chaos anymore. It's just chaos for the purpose of being chaos, and it's chaos that leads to mistakes that now can't really be made up for when he gets the ball in his hands again. And there does need, I'll admit it now, there does need to be a level of control, and I think it starts with him. I still think he's a very good quarterback, top three, four quarterback in the NFL, but it needs to be put together with a little bit more clarity. I'll say that. Well, I can list off Buffalo Bills quarterback. Joe Ferguson, I bet you don't know that name. 
I don't. Smarty pants. But I didn't start watching the Bills until 2007. Well, he was around so. in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, a little, little later. Uh, on the way, uh, at 12.40 today, our friend Bag Milk, at 1 o'clock, it's Mark Owen from the Buffalo News. And Molly Walker coming up at 1.20 today. Next, though, NHL Rumors. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Um, on Sports 1440, hanging around until 2 o'clock today. You're listening to the Lowdown, powered by Wolf GMC Buick. We love them over there, and you'll love them too. So it's time for Rumors, not the Fleetwood Mac album, although I would listen to that right now. Go your own way, Dreams, Songbird, You Make Love and Fun, The Chain. What have I missed? There were other songs on there. Isn't that amazing? I've, I've forgotten some of the rumors songs. Anyway, that's what this feature is. Daniel Nugent Bowman said, It sounds like Oilers captain Connor McDavid skated on his own this morning. No update from Jay Woodcroft about his status for Sunday's Heritage Classic. The coach says he'll have an update after tonight's game. And we found out earlier that uh, Declan's mom might be yelling after tonight's game too, just at any random people. The character of your family is coming into view, sir. Just so you know, you're coloring in the lines. My family's great. I love my family. Sure. But but you, I, you have to say that because you'll get yelled at. No, otherwise. no. I love my family. But as I do with my sports takes, I remain objective. I'll tell you a quick Always. story about my wife, who I miss. This is, we moved to St. Albert uh, 25 years ago. And we moved into a relatively new area. And so... Moms sometimes have to raise their voice with kids because they're not listening or with husbands because they've tuned out. Those are things that happen. My wife was a sweet lady. She was a wonderful person, but she did yell a little bit. So <laughs> so, so every once in a while when we were in this new house, we'd have all the windows open and she'd be yelling and she would say to me privately, she'd say, you know, I think I'm the only woman who yells in this whole neighborhood. All the other moms have their, you know, everything is under control. And I, like, I don't care. I, I really don't. Um, I knew what she was doing. I knew why she was doing it. And I deserved it because I wasn't listening. Um, and in a relationship, you have to reach people. And that's sometimes how you do it. So one Saturday, I'll never forget it. I walk into the living room and I hear yelling from the next door neighbor house. And it's real yelling. And, I'm, and I, I don't connect the two, but I walk by my wife and she is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how that is how life goes, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the way it is. We're all human. That's how it works. Okay, some rumors for you, aside from what Daniel Nugent Bowman said. This isn't a rumor. This is fact. Jay Woodcroft has eased his stubbornness a little bit with the defense. He's moved Philip Broberg up to the second pairing with Matthias Ekholm. Why did he do that? Because you have to give Evan Bouchard a little bit of a break. It is necessary. You need this guy. This guy, if you win the Stanley Cup, Evan Bouchard will be in the photo. That's a fact. And you can give up on the Stanley, but the Oilers can't. They want that thing, and they need to bring Evan Bouchard back. They just do. And they will. But they need to do it now. They need to back him off a little bit, just in terms of minutes, not by a lot, but he can play third pair. That'll mean a little less uh, intense forecheck, a little less skill on the other side on the ice, and hopefully it comes to fruition. They're all trying to learn the zone defense, and 
it shouldn't be this hard. But it is, apparently. Secondhand News. Yeah, I remember that song. That might have been another Lindsey Buckingham song. You know, Go Your Own Way was the first single. Dreams was the biggest hit. Oh, Don't Stop. I forgot about that. That was another hit. You Make Love and Fun, Songbird. Landslide was on the previous album. So was Over My Head and Rhiannon. I think Monday Morning was on that white album too. So basically what Woodcroft was saying is if we lose tonight, Connor's playing Sunday evening, and if we have to sit, have him sit in a chair and have Yanmark push him around. <laughs> You've got the most incredible player in existence. There's nowhere on earth you can find a better hockey player than Connor McDavid. You are not risking anything. If he's okay to play, he'll play. But you're not risking anything. Now, I'm sure Connor McDavid is saying, I'm fine, but don't let him. Make sure he's ready. The Florida Panthers have told everybody that Sam Bennett is back. He's practicing anyway for the first time this regular season. That's a big part of their team. And Alexander Barkov will also be coming back. They're, they're a little beaten up. Caden Gooley practiced today with the Montreal Canadiens. And Jesper Boquist is practicing with the Bruins today. Mark Pesek, who is, uh, I think he's still on PTO with Pittsburgh. He is now skating again. Ian Mitchell cleared waivers. And you know that 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 bombardier, I'm going to call him that. I don't usually use profanity on the radio. But a, a pretty funny thing happened just a few minutes ago. And it was Surveyor Brett. Elliot Friedman says, Mitchell clears. And Surveyor Brett says, very glad to hear Alan cleared waivers and then tagged me. If I got put on waivers, I don't think there'd be, a, like, they'd, I would go right through the leak. They would just put Declan in here, and then I'd be whatever I was doing. Oh, you'd get clamped. No. Someone would pick you up. <laughs> who's going to claim? Maybe I could just work in a basement for somebody, and they can just have me, you know, have the sound of my voice all around the room. Listen, there are worse gigs in the world than that. You could be in a basement not talking. Uh, I, I've done that many times in my life, but you don't get paid. I need to, I, Low Tide likes to have money. I'm like Levon. Levon likes his money. Remember that line? Can we call Shane Pinto and find out what the odds are that Connor McDavid plays on Sunday? Well done. The Chain, I mentioned The Chain. Great song. There's a there's a bass line in The Chain that just drives everything. That is such a good band. They were a good band before uh, Buckingham next joined the band. Guess I'll look for the Rangers' third line to be productive tonight then. Yeah, you know, you can rip on Bouchard, but he's given you a lot. Evan Bouchard was one of the key contributors to the success of a year ago. And I know what you're going to say. They didn't win the Cup. They won a series. They're a good hockey club. They're in the window of opportunity. You can bitch and moan all you want, but this team has one series under Jay Woodcroft. I think three of them. That, that, that's the most since Mac T in 06. This is not a nothing burger. This team is good. What they aren't right now is very good this instant. I think they'll get better. And I was 
I was frustrated with Jay Woodcroft yesterday. I'm less frustrated with him today. This Broberg-Ekholm pairing could be a big impact pairing if it works out. I still see Charmelson and Broberg, and that's the exact type of D-man they need. I agree. I think that's why I've been saying this for a long time. It's like an investment. Do you invest? Do you have money invested? A little bit. Okay. So when are you looking to take that money out? Not for a while. Long time. Not for a while. So you invest in Philip Broberg in October and November. You invest in Dylan Holloway in October and November. And you should call up Raphael Lavoie and invest in Raphael Lavoie in October and November. And I know it'll cost Adam Ernie on waivers, but you can live with that. You need to invest in these players in the fall and the winter so that come spring, you have developed a more well-formed NHL player. How do people get better? Declan, are you better now than you were six weeks ago as a broadcaster? I don't know. I think that's up to you to decide. Well, I'll I tell feel... you, you are. I don't know how good you were, honestly. I, I paid no attention to you. Yeah, like Shaq always said, he came into the league emerged. Like Grant Hill was like, yeah, Shaq was emerging. And Shaq was like, no, I came in emerged. Well, That's kind of how I felt. So I came in emerged. You're, you're calling yourself Shaq now. Yeah. Okay. In a, in, a, in a sentence. Do you remember the song that Shaq did for Kobe? <laughs> kind of. Do you like it was a diss song. Do you want to sing that song? I, right? I couldn't remember the lyrics. I just remember that he did it. You remember the lyrics. Stop I don't think I do. I honestly you don't. don't. You, you remember the line that is unwaverable, radioable. I really don't. I'll look, I'm going to look it up right after this, but I really okay. and now I feel like a fake basketball fan. I want I really you don't. to look at that lyric and then sing it when you come back. I don't want you to do that because I don't want you to lose your job. But it was pretty funny, let me tell you. It's noticeable. Kostin, Yamo, and Bukestad, those are three good players we don't have. Well, here's the thing, though. Everybody, I, I was on the radio in the other station last year. And everybody, oh, yeah, my, he's useless. Well, Yarvey, get rid of him. They overpaid for Bugstad. You can't have it both ways. There was bitching and moaning about those guys when they were here. Now they're gone, and you can't go back and say, oh, God, we could, Yamamoto would be good right now. Well, you took the Yamamoto money away, and you spent it somewhere else on Evan Bouchard. That's what happens with NHL teams. I have no quarrel with what Ken Holland did in the summertime. Connor Brown uh, is developing back the skills that he had, and hopefully he gets them before playoff time. But he's the only guy they could sign. Everybody else, you know, wanted actual money. He only wanted bonus, and he got it. Uh, Big test for Declan if he knows who Jim Brown is. Guys, we've been over this. I know who Jim Brown is. He was a Syracuse legend. Listen, I also know in 1958 when he won the league MVP, he had seven carries for eight yards in the playoffs that year in one game. Won league MVP and laid an egg in the playoffs. Great player, but I'm just saying. So I know all the Jim Brown lore. You know that if Jim Brown were here, he'd beat you to death with his cane for saying that. He would would want to hear it. What, what, what planet are you from? Hmm? Have you Do you know nothing about Jim Brown? Of course. Listen, I think he's the second best running back in NFL history. Jim Brown intimidates steel. Yeah. I mean, kind of underachieved in the postseason is all oh I'm going to say. Oh, my God. 
Got to win it. Get Jim Brown on the phone. I want you to say that he will melt you through the phone. Seven carries for eight yards in 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 the playoffs in a year you won league MVP is is nothing if not an underachievement. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When do they vote for the MVP? You can't get mad at the voters. They probably voted on the regular season. No, they did, and it's a regular season award. He played great. So, So now you're framing an issue, sir. No, I'm just saying, like, they, he won the, the regular season MVP that year, deservedly so. I think that year he had 1,831 yards. I Don't quote me on that. I'd have to look it up. But in the playoffs that year, they played one game. He had seven carries for eight yards. That's an underachievement. I will say this. This isn't the Jim Brown slander hour. He's a great a, running back, but I'm just a, saying. You're an issue framer. I know Jim Brown. Issue framer. LT, you're hilarious. Ken Holland must have called you last night and asked you to be positive about his pathetic team. Tomorrow will be another day after New York thumps Edmonton. What I said was, Jay Woodcroft made the move. I've been calling for him to make a move for a long time. Like, he finally did it. Put Broberg on the second. I've been saying that. You can go back and listen to the tape. I wrote about it. And and I have interviewed Ken Holland. I've interviewed Jay Woodcroft. They're professionals, and this show tries to be professional towards them. I don't badmouth people anywhere. I'm just not that guy. I don't, I don't, I remember I had a guest on my show the Saturday show in like 2010 and he 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 called a hockey player basically a worthless piece of meat and I never had the person on again because you know on the worst day that any NHL player has ever had as a as a, an athlete and a hockey player me calling somebody like that or anybody that word or those phrases is just wrong headed. I don't want I don't want listeners that way. I really don't. I would prefer not to have people listening to this show who who would delight in me just being a, an asshat with my verbal. I I'm not that guy. I never have been. I like to be respectful to everybody but Declan. Declan gives me the two thumbs up. Okay. Holloway is another one of Edmonton's first round busts. From Bonsignor. <laughs> I said when they drafted him, the concern I had was offense. Today, three years later, I still have that concern. But he can skate like the wind. And he'll find a role in the National Hockey League. The question is, is it top six or middle six? And there is a difference. I've enjoyed the show so far. It's been pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I have to say that I think we've done well. It's going to derail now because I believe Bag Milk is next. He's going to be next. And yep. so we have all the structure and everything is going down the road and we haven't slipped a wheel. And now we have Captain Chaos. Mm. Well, I've been screaming to the mic a good little bit here, throwing you off your game. I do apologize for that. But I, I was getting riled up. I was getting passionate. What I liked was you came in and you, you immediately threw a loved one under the bus. That's good to know. But then you kind of got a little mealy there and you started Jim Browning yourself. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of up and down. but It's early. You know, I'm happy with my performance. It's the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. The the guitar solo in the recorded, the original Rumors album version of that song is often referred to as the greatest guitar solo in rock history because it starts like really like in in the middle of, there's the bridge and, and it's sort of, loose and disconnected and there's just a couple of lines and then they go into into the chorus and he just rocks it it's a great solo it really is i saw him live um in 
Edmonton, opening for Tina Turner, and he was outstanding. He was just an acoustic. He sang "Big Love" and "Trouble," and a couple of other songs from Fleetwood Mac, and it was they were all like nine minutes long. When he's brilliant. Speaking of brilliant, I don't know if he can play a tune. I know he can't hum a few bars, but he's got a great dog. Bag Milk joins us now from Oilers Nation. Uh, how's Frank? Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Al. He's uh, he's he's not feeling so well after the start that he's had with Frank's picks this year. He is one in five right wow. now, and he's he's in a hole. So I know we got another round against the Rangers tonight, and hopefully he can turn it around. Um, but to my my guy's credit, betting on the Oilers to win every game this season has been a uh, well, it's been some tough sled. Well, I will say that I always every the beginning of every month I do a prediction of what the monthly record will be. And I had them going 6-2-0. and oh. I may not get that one right this time, i got to say. Yeah, just a little bit outside, but you know what? There's uh, nowhere to go but up. <laughs> it's true. And I, I do think they'll be better. I don't know if they're going to be better enough uh, to catch Vegas. I doubt that, but uh, it's going to be an interesting year. And maybe at the end of the year when they win the Stanley Cup, we'll all talk about it. We'll go, remember when, because this is how Edmonton Oilers fans do it, remember when you were worried, they'll say? That's exactly right. We'll yeah. look back on this and laugh and go, oh, I wasn't worried about the 1-4-1 one, one start. There's no way. I was cool as a cucumber. Just slid right through October. No worries at all. And then everybody's deleting their posts online to make sure that nobody has any evidence. So let's talk about the small change. Philip Broberg moving up to the second pairing with Matthias Ekholm, backing off Evan Bouchard a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and, and what do you think the orders are trying to do there? Well, I think it's uh, I think it's clear they're just trying to reduce Bouchard's minutes a little bit at five on five. He struggled mightily. It's he's having a I, he's having one of the weirder years that I can remember anyone having on the offensive side of the puck. A lot of things are going right for Evan Bouchard right now, but on on the other side in the defensive zone, things are just not going well. He was he did not look confident with the puck at all in the defensive zone against the Wild. So I think they're just kind of limiting his minutes a little bit. And you know what? We're going to get a good look at what Broberg can do in more minutes because what is he averaging right now? Just over 12 minutes a night, something like that in that ballpark. So it's going to be an interesting little tweak. Um, hopefully Ekholm can be a Broberg whisperer as he was with Bouchard last year because we really need uh, we really need some defensive efforts tonight against the Rangers. They're a very good team. And if, if the Oilers are sloppy again like they were in the third period against the Minnesota Wild, it's going to be trouble. So we need both of those guys to step their games up. Do you the, – the... I I wondered this, and I, I decided to throw it at you. I was going to use it on McCurdy yesterday, but we had so much material. Um, so I'm sending it your way. Do they fire a coach? Do they do a recall, or do they make a trade first if this continues? Oh, recall for sure. I just I can't see any situation where Jay Woodcroft is even on the hot seat. I mean, if this continues into November and things do not turn around, we'll probably be having a different conversation on our Thursday hits out. But I think right now the most likely scenario is a recall. I don't know who that will be. I know a lot of people will just be like, it's got to be Lavoie, it's got to be Lavoie, and maybe it will. Um, but I'm, that would be that'd be where I put my money is on a recall. I don't think a trade is going to happen anytime this early in the season. It doesn't happen very often this early the others don't really have a lot in cap space to make a significant move anyway so it'd be a lot of money in money out kind of thing so to answer the question yeah it's got to be a recall the uh, uh tom gazola just sending out a picture of oilers alumni on hand for the hall of fame induction uh, doug Waite and uh and charlie huddy and i i recognize al hamilton and dougie Waite and charlie huddy and kevin lowe and uh 
Uh, looks like Hemsky back there, which is kind of cool. Craig Simpson, my God, he's a good-looking man. Uh, Billy Guerin, Kelly Buckberger, looks like Glenn Anderson. So uh, for you, I think you probably remember Dougie Waite better than Charlie Huddy, but what are your thoughts on either or both? Well, yeah, you're right. So Doug Waite was kind of like, he was one of my first favorite players when he was with the Oilers. And I always think of that goal he scored against Trevor Kidd where he does the dipsy doodle, he's spinning, he's backwards, he's forwards, and then he sinks it. Beautiful goal. We've all seen it a hundred times. So I think that there couldn't be a more deserving duo to go in. I understand Charlie Huddy was my, my, my memories of Charlie Huddy was when he was a coach here. So uh, it's a little bit different from where you would be, but I think there's no more deserving candidates than those two. I think they're great picks for the ring of honor. I love that they always have this. I was actually at Rogers place last night for the tool concert and it's, it's going to be cool to see their names up there. Cause they were both fantastic Oilers and, um, you know, with Doug Wade, unfortunately, that was at a time when the team really couldn't afford to keep anyone. So um, I, I got so many great memories of Doug Wade. He was the best player on the team by a country mile. He was so much fun to watch with the puck on his stick. He had all kinds of skill. And ultimately, that jersey tucked too. There was a lot of kids in the 90s that were tucking their yeah. jersey because of Doug Wade. So I'm pretty, pretty happy to see both of them going up there. Did Tool do sober? They did not. They did not. So they, they put on a great show. The laser show is fantastic. Um, my ears are ringing a little bit today. Um, but, man, what a show. What a production they put on. It was, they are masters at the craft. What, what song just moved you? Like you were like, oh, my God, this can't be better than any. This is the best I've ever heard. Well, Danny Carey, the drummer for Tool, I could watch. I could have watched him all night just do his thing. He looks like an octopus behind that kit. So when they played Numa, and he does all kinds of things on different drums and different kind of bongos and all kinds of different tempo changes. I was just blown away. So without question, Numo is my favorite song of the night. They were so good. You were they are you, such a tight group. You were spirit bound to this flesh. Is that what you were? That's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, we look at the Oilers now and they're one, four and one. I think they could go four, one and one, but we'll see. At what point do you start to go, wait a minute here, and, and the nation starts doing draft coverage? Oh, I can't think about that now. I just I refuse <laughs> to let my mind go there. We did it for so long that I can't go back there. I just refuse. The door is shut. So, but what, to answer the question, when do I start to panic a little bit is probably, I mean, if this continues, then, I mean, the way I, I, I phrased it on one of my radio hits earlier in the week was, it's like in the movie when you've got, the, you've got the, the big red button to launch the missiles, and it's covered by one of those glass cases with a little hinge. So right now I feel like the hinge, the, the, the case is open, and my hand's hovering. But I'm not ready to go there yet, because I think that this team is just so much better than what they've given us. They're so much better than the results they've had so far, and I think they're going to turn it around. And I think that by, you know, by Christmas, we're we're gonna forget this start even happened. So I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful that's the case. Maybe wishful thinking on my part. Man, I cannot start thinking about draft coverage again. It just hurts too much, right? The the final question I have for you because be, this this year has started like no year I recall uh, where the Oilers were good. They're a good team and they're just playing so poorly. But last year they needed Stuart Skinner to show up and he did and he mm-hmm. saved them. Do you think that the orders are are if this if the goaltending st- keeps looking like it's eight fifty, do you think that in terms of save percentage, do you think we we will see either a recall or something around the goaltending? Oh, I think if you're hovering around an eight fifty, you got to you got to do something. 
I don't know what the answer would be. Would like is 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 Pickard going to be the answer in net? I, I can't imagine that to be true. But they would have to do something if they're floating around 850. Nobody in this league wins anything with an 850 goaltending duo. So I mean, this isn't the 80s anymore, and the Oilers aren't scoring 10, 12 a night. So they need these guys to pick it up. I think Stu is going to be able to. He, Stu's so calm. He's always so calm in the net. And I know that the Winnipeg game, he had the gaff where he went on an adventure out near the circle, and that ended up giving up the tying goal. But for the most part, he was fantastic in that game. And I expect him to be tonight against the Rangers. I think that Stuart Skinner is going to be – he's going to reclaim that starting job. But we're going to get out of this back-and-forth rotation. And I think that he's going to be great. He's going to have another year of at-bats under his belt. He's going to have the experience. The mustache is looking glorious, and I think that mustache is going to power us to a victory, and it starts tonight over the Rangers. So I, I don't know that you do this with Frank, but but uh, Jay Woodcroft said he'll have some information on Connor McDavid. He skated today, and he said I'll have some information on him tonight after the game. And I wonder if you can get Frank to predict what it would be, whether it's going to play Sunday, not going to play Sunday, or do you do that? I could absolutely do that. You know, I think that if there's anybody who can figure this out, it's Frank. Although we did discuss his record earlier uh, in the hit. It is very poor right now. So maybe we just have to do it with Frank, see what happens, and take his results with a grain of salt because he's been wrong way more often than he's been right this year. Does it it hurt his feelings? Like, can you bring it up privately when nobody's around? Like, you know, geez, Frank, you're really screwing up here. Or do you just not mention it at all? Yeah, I bring it up just in a soft tone. You know, I put some gentle music on, maybe some spa sound, something relaxing. I give him a little snack and a little pat on the head. And I go, (laughs) you know what, buddy? You're trying your best. You're studying. And sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes the results aren't there for you. But damn it, you're trying your best. And that's all I ask. That's all you can do. You rock, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Bag Milk from Oilers Nation and Frank and... uh... Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to criticize Frank. I'm my prediction way off this month. Hear, hear me out. Dries last year, so what if we traded him before the deadline to get a great deal, save a ton in cap? I'm sure we'd get a lot in return. Yes, we missed Drysidle, but maybe we can fill all the important spots with what he could get. Leon would surely be missed, but I think every deficiency could be filled. Tell me you're going on a cup run this year. Well, here's the thing. There's two more years. He's got this year and next year with him. He can sign in July. I think, I do think, this is just me, I think you, July 1, you'll know by then. But by July 1, if you don't, if you, if you, if he says we're going to play uh, the year out and then we'll decide, then I think you have to contemplate trading him. And I, I'm not, I'm, I am not endearing myself to anybody this week, and I get it. I understand. And if they get a, a craptastic offers, then you don't make the trade. Because I mentioned Mark Messier earlier, and there's no way on God's earth anybody who's a Mark Messier fan believes the Oilers got enough in that trade. Didn't happen. So you have to find somebody who's willing to give up to borrow McCurdy line, the sun, the moon, and the stars. A low tide in Declan couldn't disagree more with bagged milk. Skinner hasn't shown the quality he exhibited last year. He doesn't deserve the start tonight against the top team. <sighs> That's from Carpet Guy. Uh, and yes, Carpet Guy. You know, neither of them has played where the Tinker's Dam. So 
I mean, I think you play people until they start playing well. And, you know, like everybody's under. If you don't think the coach, I know he doesn't have any gray hair, but if you think Jay Woodcroft is going to bed at 10 and waking up at 7.30, you're nuts. You will never, ever replace Leon for 8 mil. Never, ever. Well, we know. That's not a bulletin. I don't read a lot into save percentage right now. The team plays decent in front of either goalie and stops giving up so many high danger shots. The percentage will improve greatly. I do agree with that. But boy, you gotta. It would be nice to get some stops. Holy. Fun fact: Doug Waite's goal against Calgary was actually against Dwayne Rolison. He said Trevor Kidd. I was. I. You know. I don't. And, and McCurdy apparently has wandered off from his office because he usually catches that, and he's already been all over. <laughs> <laughs> today for my one day I'm just going to start reading what McCurdy writes me you know during the show because his his ongoing um I guess it's monologue uh on on the show is always brilliant Brownlee sometimes does that too and it's also funny Brownlee's is a little edgier as you would expect are you saying it's bad to go to bed at 10 and wake up at 7 30 because that's my sleep schedule no imitation Dom Tom I'm not I think that's really good and we should all aim for that but I don't think we do. Do you get that much sleep? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I get like six, seven hours, which I think is pretty standard. Oh, I think people get longer than that. Oh, I think, yeah, I think they do. But I think some also get right around there. Which is I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night and I woke up at four. I just woke up. I just woke up. I was, it wasn't like, there was no cause or I'm just like, all right, uh-huh. I'm done. And when you get older, man, I'm telling you that happens. Oh, yeah, you go to bed early, you wake up early. So what would you do? Did you just feed the hens, have some coffee? and No, I got out? up, I took the dog out, yeah. and I have to take a... a That's bl- the modern-day equivalent of feeding the hens. Blood pressure pill, and then I had uh, a little bit to eat because I'm supposed to. It was just a, a, a peanut butter on a spoon. I mean, look, I'm a gourmet cook. So that's what I do it for in the morning. And then I went downstairs and went online and, and uh, started writing. I got a really good article for tomorrow for The Athletic. I can't tell you what it's about. I'd have to kill you, but it's really good. I'm a nine, ten hour guy. It's a must. Okay. I would love to be able to sleep for nine to ten hours. but I think people who sleep nine to ten hours are productive, but you don't see them much. Yeah. I, w- I would probably tend to agree with that. Like, if you're getting nine to ten hours, that's great. That's awesome. You're getting up. You're productive throughout your work day. But I can't imagine there's too much socializing going on if you're sleeping nine to ten hours. When when uh, how are you watching hockey? Well, I think you don't. I think you tape it and then you watch it the next day at work. When I did mornings, I did mornings for about seven years, and it ruined me. I still get up early, and I haven't had an alarm in years. Uh, I'm I just haven't, and so. When you work a schedule, a shift schedule like that, my dad, when I was a kid, he worked in the sawmill, and now I'm rambling. And so he'd work, you had shifts that were, you worked the, the, it was, I want to get this right, it was 8 till 2, 2 till 10, 10 till 8. I think that was it. And the 10 till 8 was called the graveyard shift. And sometimes you'd work until Friday night, on the regular, like on the on the graveyard shift, then you'd have to work on the Sunday morning, the morning. So you'd go like from 
two in the morning, you'd go home, you'd have a day off, not really, and then you'd have to be there like eight o'clock Monday morning. It was, but the sixties were horrible to people. You know, they, we're getting back there now, but everybody worked really hard for not a lot of money. Sucked. All right. Well, that's a good way to finish up an hour, Al. You know, everybody <laughs> feeling good, and it's all gone. Margo on from Buffalo News on the way. Molly Walker, the New York Post, to talk about the Rangers as well. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. This is a Sports 1440 update. And with your Sports 1440 update induction night for the Edmonton Oilers, Charlie Huddy and Doug Waite will be honored as the 2023 Oilers Hall of Fame inductees tonight. Prior to puck drop between the Oilers and Rangers, ceremony will be at 7. Oilers line news, the forwards will stay the same as Tuesday versus Minnesota, but a notable defensive pairing shakeup as Evan Bouchard will be on the third pairing alongside Brett Kulak. It's one of 11 games in the NHL tonight. Ottawa Senator to center Shane Pinto has been suspended for 41 games by the NHL for activities related to sports wagering. However, the league did say in a statement that it found no evidence that Pinto bet on NHL games. NFL News, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan announced that Brock Purdy is in the NFL's concussion protocol after playing all of Monday night's game, leaving the offense for now in the hands of Sam Darnold. Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill did not practice yesterday because of a hip injury casting doubt on whether he will be available for Sunday's game against the Patriots. And bad news out of Cleveland if you're a Browns fan as quarterback Deshaun Watson says he doesn't know when he'll be able to play again as he continues to rehabilitate his injured shoulder. He also admitted that he doesn't know how long the the injury is going to linger. Just two games in the NBA today, Sixers and Bucks at 5.30 and Suns in Los Angeles to take on the Lakers today. Devin Booker with a foot and Bradley Beal with a back injury are out tonight for the Suns for that one. Two games in the AJHL, including the Spruce Grove Saints in action right now against the Cam Rose Kodiaks. That one sits at 1-1 in the first intermission. And later today, it's the Oka- it's Okotoks in Drumheller to take on the Dragons. Puck drop for that one at 7. I'm Declan Kruger. This has been your Sports 1440 Update.